This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. It's my music. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 72, and it's going to be about the themes of the luchador and current ROH world champion, Roosh. And joining me today is a first-time guest here on the program. He is a writer for Voices of Wrestling. It's Ricardo Gallegos. Hello, Ricardo. Hello, Andrew. I am very, very excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, let's talk about Rush. He's got some very interesting themes. He does. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited to talk about them. And I'm glad you're here as well, of course, on the podcast. Uh, before we get to the themes, though, uh, do you want to tell people maybe, you know, who you are and uh, what you write about for Voices of Wrestling, for those that don't know? Yeah, sure. I'm, um, I'm from Mexico. I mainly talk about, or mainly write about uh, Lucha Libre, uh, CMLL, AAA reviews. When I find um, a Lucha Indie, I write about it too. But I also can do any type of stuff. Sometimes I write previews for AEW, NXT, Indie Japan, or whatever is needed. I, I love writing about uh, anything. Oh, on Dragon Gate. Yeah, I'm becoming a big fan of Dragon Gate. So, you usually can find me writing previews for that. Yeah, sometimes I get the chance to uh, edit one of your reviews uh, for the site, and they're very good, I must say. Thank you. And uh, they're also very entertaining at times, too, um, <laughs> especially when you have to review like a really bad CMLL match where the wrestling isn't you know so good, or the booking doesn't really make a lot of sense, or the finish is stupid, and you're just like, ah, fuck this shit, it's, it's awful, it's, it's garbage. I mean, I feel bad you have to, to watch it, of course, but it makes it a very fun read, at least, so... Yes, CMLL is really testing my nerves lately, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be reminded every once in a while that, you know, bad wrestling is universal. Yes. <laughs> it happens all over the world, all over the world. So, um, Ricardo, since this is your first time on the show here, I'll ask you a question I ask pretty much all my first-time guests. How did you get into, uh, you know, watching wrestling and being a fan? Yes, it's very um, weird. I once bought... Uh, it was uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 video game. And I got it for cheap. And I didn't know anything about wrestling. So I was entertained by the game. I, th I thought it was pretty fun. And then um, uh, a friend that ha I had in high school, he heard me talk about uh, the video game. And he said, oh, oh, I'm a big WWE fan. Do you want to watch some actual... Uh, pay-per-views and he gave me a Royal Rumble 2003 DVD and a WrestleMania 19 DVD and I fell in love I, I thought it was very fun very entertaining and I uh, I became a huge huge wrestling fan afterwards and uh, soon after you know Mystico had this boom in uh, Mexican Lucha Libre and I started uh, following closely Lucha too and has music played a big part of your fandom at all? Yeah, definitely. Th that was one of the things that drew me at the at the start because you know playing the video game, you had these entrances, and I didn't know anything about it. 
and I, they had these big themes, this music. I I really loved it, and it immediately connected with me. And again, when I watched those uh, WrestleMania DVDs, the music was a big part. You know, the entrances, the bravado, the the intensity. I, I loved everything about it. And you know, yeah, music has always been a very very important part of of my of my wrestling experience. Mm-hmm. And I imagine as someone who lives in Mexico and, and goes to all these lucha shows, big or small, major or independent, the songs you've heard on those shows tend to lean more towards the mainstream popular music side of things. And we'll hear on this episode today, of course, some of that, because as exemplified many times before on the show, the world of lucha libre doesn't really care all that much about copyright laws in general, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are completely true. It's sometimes very annoying because you watch a lot of lucha matches with these random-ass popular themes that have nothing to do with the actual luchador. So that's sometimes very annoying, but it is starting to change. AAA actually has started giving uh, custom themes to their wrestlers, so that's an improvement. Yeah, the uh, the times they are changing, I guess for uh, for one company at least, anyway. But um, but anyway, Ricardo, um, today we're going to be looking at the themes of one luchador in particular, El Toro Blanco Rush, not Rush, not the Canadian rock band, <laughs> uh, not Leo Rush, not Courtney Rush, not Jeffrey Rush. It's Rush. That's how it's pronounced. And Rush is the current. ROH World Champion, uh, the first Mexican-born wrestler to hold that belt, which is a pretty cool achievement, I think. Uh, top star in CMLL for many years, and also he was one of the founding members of the original Los Ingobernables stable, which later spun off into the Los Ingobernables de Japón stable in New Japan. You know, that little thing. So, <laughs> Rush, he's not my favorite wrestler in the world, but you watch him. And you see the crowds go nuts for him, his look, his charisma, the energy that he brings, you know, some of those crazy lucha brawls that he's had over the years. It's very clear that this guy is a star who just jumps off the page. Uh, what about you, Ricardo? What are your thoughts on Rush? Yeah, you nailed it. Um, Rush is one of those guys that when you see on TV, maybe he isn't the best wrestler. He isn't a standout technical uh, wrestler. But I have seen him many times live, and the dude is electricity. He's super over. He's like this living, breathing icon in Arena Mexico. Whenever he's been there with a full crowd, there's electricity in there. And actually, whenever I, I take casuals or, or people that have never seen wrestling to Arena Mexico, I always ask them, what uh, luchador stood out? Uh, what uh, was the best thing about the show? And the answer, I am not kidding, is always Rush. Because he's so charismatic. And live, he, he comes off like a superstar. And, and I think that's something that has helped him uh, ele elevate his game. And that eventually pushed him to be in Ring of Honor and to be Ring of Honor champion. I remember uh, WrestleMania weekend being at the uh, the G1 Supercard show in MSG. And the second match in the show was Roosh versus Dalton Castle. And Roosh comes out in the white bull mask and the white suit. He looks just so cool as all hell. And then he beats Castle in like 20 seconds. Just hits him with a drop kick, 
two bullhorns in a row and just pins him right there. And after he pins him, he immediately rolls into the tranquilo pose in the middle of the ring. And I remember thinking, God damn, this guy is awesome. What a total badass. And looking back, that was probably the only good thing ROH did on that show because it made <laughs> Roosh look like a proper killer and a very big deal, which given his history in Mexico over the years, he certainly is, Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and when he's on tune, when he starts doing these crazy lucha brawls, all hell breaks loose and it's super, super fun. Like, you know, I, I've been live for a couple of uh, LA Park versus Rouge matches and they are absolutely outstanding. Um, he, he goes off to the crowd. He grabs everyone's beers. He's uh, taunting the fans. He's shouting. Uh, he's swearing. No, he, he looks like a total badass. And, and yeah, I, I was in the Madison Square Garden too and he he came out of that pay-per-view as the biggest Ring of Honor star, or at least the only one that uh, seemed to have a potential and, uh, and some hope for the Ring of Honor booking in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I guess the reason why I wanted to talk about Roosh now is because he's been in the news lately. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mentioned that Roosh was a big star in CMLL for many years. I say was because he no longer works there. Uh, the night he won the ROH World title, he made this announcement that he would be leaving CMLL to go independent in Mexico. And CMLL said, hey, you can't quit. You're fired. So <laughs> they fired Roosh and they fired his brother Dragon Lee as well because Dragon Lee was in BOLA and they didn't want him to do BOLA, but he did it anyway. And it just made this whole big brouhaha and left people wondering about the relationship between CMLL and ROH and also New Japan, of course. And it's all just a, a bit of a mess there, Ricardo. Yes, it's an absolute mess. But I think Rush did the right decision. Right now, CMLL is very boring. It's very stale. They have some good matches here and there. They always do. But they push the same guys. There's nothing new going on. The same rivalries. They, they don't push the right young talent and it's starting to, to smell bad, to, to be honest. And Rush, he, he saw that he was being pushed as an important guy in the United States. There's big money, of course. And he did the absolute best decision to, to leave CMLL. And right now he, he's going to be one of the hottest name in a Mexican independent circuit. He's going to be in the AAA soon. I'm sure he will get booked for the, an stadium show for AAA in, in Monterrey. And, you know, he, he can start working other places too. So definitely a good decision and one that will uh, reshape his, his career. Yeah, he's definitely living up to the name Ingobernable. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. I mean, because he was a megastar in CMLL for many years. You know, he, he could have been there for life, I imagine. But he thought, you know what? I don't like it here anymore. I'm unhappy. And I have the option to make lots of money elsewhere. You know, screw brand loyalty. I'm doing what's best for me. And that's not the first time he's done this either. You know, if you remember late last year, Roosh started wrestling for MLW. And MLW said, hey, we got L.A. Park on our roster. Roosh versus L.A. Park is a pretty hot dude in Mexico at the moment. Let's book a match between the two of them for WrestleMania weekend, which they did. 
like four months in advance. And guess what happens? Ring of Honor comes along with a nice, fat, guaranteed contract, and Roosh signs with them full-time. And the LA Park match gets cancelled. And it's like, yeah, MLW got the shit end of the stick there, no doubt about it. But that's the nature of pro wrestling. You know, Roosh was looking out for his best interests. That's what he does. And that's what so many other wrestlers do, Ricardo. Yeah, and uh, one of his best friends is in WWE right now. So who knows, maybe this is his first step to getting an even bigger paycheck. I hope he doesn't go there. But no, he has a big friend there. He's going to get uh, big reviews. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Roosh ends up in WWE soon. Yeah, wherever he'll go, he'll be a star. He just yeah. he just has that undeniable presence, absolutely. All right, let's get to these themes here. Uh, we have a pretty short order ahead of us, only five songs. And most of these songs he's used in CMLL, New Japan, The Crash, various Lucha Indies, MLW, and whatnot. Going to start off with the first theme here. Uh, this is by Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. Dale! Uh, <laughs> this is off of his album Revolution. It's his big song, I Know You Want Me, Calle Ocho. <laughs> it's Mr. 305 checking in for the remix. You know, they had that 75 Street Brazil. Well, this year's going to be called Calle Ocho. Que hola, cata, que hola, omega. And this is how we going to do it. Dale! One, two, three, four. Uno, dos, tres. I know cuatro. you want me. You know I want you. So this is Pitbull's breakout song, the big club head, went to number two in the charts. And I'm not a, a big fan of Pitbull, but I understand why this was a big hit. Because it's very catchy, it's got that fun Euro dance vibe to it, and it's also got a lot of Spanish lyrics in it. So there's a, a crossover element there as well with the world of Latin pop. It, it definitely is like a perfect let's party and have a good time kind of song. And as someone who has even just a casual history of watching Lucha, a lot of Lucha shows do have that let's party and have a good time vibe with the energetic crowds and the horns blaring and the colorful masks and outfits and the, the pretty women on the entrance ramp dancing along to the music, you know, in a sexy manner and all that stuff. So it, it, this song is very fitting for that kind of environment, I think, Ricardo. Yeah, it's a party theme, very catchy, as you mentioned uh, just the other day. I, I'm not in love with Pitbull, I kind of hate him a little bit, but he knows how to do catchy songs. Like, uh, while preparing for this episode, I listened to this song once a couple of days ago, and uh, many hours later, while cooking, I caught myself singing the damn song, and I was like, oh, god damn it, Pitbull. <laughs> but yeah, this one perfect theme for professional wrestling and in these games it, it, it makes total sense uh, for Rouge you know the lyrics they say I know you want me like a hundred times and Rouge 
is a tall, handsome man. And that was the thing that CML was pushing as his gimmick, you know, the young heartthrob that is not afraid to get his hands dirty. Uh, so, so I think this this theme was working perfectly for him. Yeah, it's it's music very much so for the Latin lovers, sexy yeah. heartthrob, which, as you said, Ricardo was Roosh's early gimmick in CMLL. Uh, in fact, he wasn't even called Roosh back then. He was called Rouge, R-O-U-G-E, like the makeup. So even that's playing up the metrosexual, obsessed with his good looks, obsessed with getting the ladies' character. And... You've got lines in the song that are like, baby, you can get it. If you with it, we can play. <laughs> baby, I got cribs. I got condos. We can stay. Even got a king-size mattress we can lay. Baby, I don't care. I don't care what they say. And combined with the dancey, happy music, it gives you a good understanding of what that early Roosh character was going for, Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, remember, he was, uh, at the beginning, he was booed even as a technical, because CMLL was pushing him as a technical, as a babyface. And, you know, that kind of fits the theme of the song. I mean, what good guy would come to this arrogant theme song that shouts, everybody wants me, you know? So, of course, if you are a casual fan and you see this guy trying to be a good person, but comes out with this uh, catchy, arrogant theme song, of course you're going to boo him. And also a little um, a little fact here, one of Rouge's first nicknames was Mr. CMLL. And he got that after winning uh, the CMLL bodybuilding contest. Yes, they, they, they do that kind of stuff over there. <laughs> and again, there's the gimmick. He's Mr. CMLL. Everybody wants him. I know you want me. I know you want me a hundred times like the song says. So it's absolutely perfect in, in this case. Yeah, I remember seeing this clip of him making his entrance. Uh, during that time period and he's got the, the pitbull sunglasses on and this nice jacket and the tearaway pants like Taichi has and he's in like slow motion as well and you hear the song playing over it and all of it combined it's like yeah he's supposed to be a good guy but he just looks like such a vain cocky asshole <laughs> that you can't help but dislike him Ricardo. Yeah, even from uh, his early days, uh, he was showing these uh, asshole attitudes that would uh, become ungovernable one day. And also, I want to, to say something very important. Yoshihashi lost his hair to Rush, which means that Yoshihashi lost his hair to a dude coming out of a Pitbull song. So that's big <laughs> Yoshihashi. Uh, poor Yoshihashi. <laughs> he can never win, can he? No. <laughs> Moving on now to song number two, and um, oh boy, it's going to get real awkward real quick around <laughs> here, I think. <laughs> oh my. This next song is by Our Lady Peace. It's off of the album WWF Forcible Entry, and it's called Whatever.
so uh, let's address the very large elephant in the room here. <laughs> uh, this is better known, of course, for being the theme song for Chris Benoit. Yes, that Chris Benoit who murdered his wife and son and then killed himself back in 2007. 2007. 2007. Rouge was coming out to this song in the 2010s. And not once or twice either. He used it for, like, fucking years. And it's odd enough that a CMLL wrestler would come out to a very well-known WWE wrestler's theme song. But it's even crazier and just plain morbid that he would use Benoit's theme. I mean, Our Lady Peace themselves have said that they will never play this song live at concert again because of the connotations involved and because of all the bad memories and feelings associated with it. So it's pretty hard to wrap your head around the fact that Roosh had this as a song. I mean, why? <laughs> why would he use this song, Ricardo? What, what's going on here? Yeah, it's it's very, very weird. So... So, okay, Rush started using this song uh, at about uh, 2013, 2014, I think. And during this time, he, he became a very hated babyface. No, he, he was uh, booed by everyone despite the fact that he was supposed to be getting cheered. So, of course, this led to Rush creating Los Ingobernables, that was first named Los Indeseables, the Undesirables. Um, and of course, as we know, the concept of this group is we don't care about anything, we are not good, we are not bad, we are just uh, very cool dudes. So I think Rouge was trying to say um, with this song is I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that, that was the whole thing, you know, I'm ingobernable, I don't care, I'm going to use the theme song of this uh, psychopath. Absolutely, I mean... His nickname was the most hated man in CMLL, and what better way to support that nickname than to come out to a murderer's theme song? I mean, yeah, he says he's in Gobernable, oh, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, whatever. Fuck that! You come out to this song, you're a bad guy. Which, you know, as as tasteless as it is, and it's, and it's tasteless, you gotta admit that coming out to a murderer's theme song is a really effective way to get heel heat. And it signifies that Roosh has gone beyond just being the sexy, vain heartthrob, and he's now a rougher-edged character, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for those of you that don't watch CMLL, as Andrew mentioned, you know, th this, uh, the, the company uses bikini dancing girls in the entrance ramp during everyone introductions. And, you know, it's quite disturbing <laughs> To see these semi-nude girls doing shitty dancing <laughs> to the Chris Benoit theme. It's like, what, 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 what is going on? I, I remember uh, going to an Arena Mexico show and uh, I didn't know Rush had, had changed his theme. And suddenly this uh, whatever theme starts playing and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> it, it's very weird. Uh, there's this uh, Bolador Jr. versus Rush uh, match in YouTube. And it has one lonely blonde girl doing the most weird dancing <laughs> to the Chris Benoit thing. It, it's, I, I don't even know what to say, Andrew. It's a thing. Yeah, it, it's a thing. Um, I mean, if it's possible to try to take this song out of the context of Chris Benoit, I will say that 
it does in a way establish the complexities of the Rouge character because yeah, he's supposed to be a technico, but mm-hmm. his theme song is this, you know, in your face hard rock song with these very aggressive lyrics. There's no holding me back. I'm not driven by fear. I'm just driven by anger and you're under attack. But whatever you need, ever you got, ever you want, I'll take back again. It's not like this, you know, bright-eyed, hopeful, I'm going to win because I'm the good guy. Hooray! No, it's like, I'm angry. I'm going to kick your ass. And there's nothing you can do about it because I'm a bad motherfucker. So there's that conflict there with Roosh supposedly being a technico. But he's got this hard-edged song that is very intense and hostile, like a Rudos song would be. You know, it's not so cut and dry there with him, Ricardo. Yeah, as you mentioned, those lyrics are very specific and out of the context of what we know about the song. It speaks about Rouge. He's not afraid to show his true self. And he's angry. I'm just driven by anger, is the lyric. And Rouge is angry at the lack of support by the fans. That's why he created the, the Ingobernables. That's why he's such an asshole. And uh, yeah, th- th- this theme song has uh, this raw intensity that uh, goes hand in hand with what Rouge was trying to do during the that during those times. Definitely, definitely. Up next is our third theme here, and uh, this is one that he used as part of the Los Ingobernables stable. Rouge founded the group back in April 2014 alongside La Mascara and La Sombra who would later go on to be Andrade in WWE. And they would bring in new members over the years like Marco Corleone and uh, some guy named Tetsuya Naito. Maybe you've heard of him. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) The Los Ingobernables theme is by Kanye West off of his album Yeezus. This is Black Skinhead. intro at the start there with the humming uh, that is the money chant from the wolf of wall street there's the scene where leo dicaprio is meeting with matthew mcconaughey and mcconaughey is doing this thing where he's beating his chest and humming at the same time which wasn't in the script by the way mcconaughey just does that between takes to get himself relaxed And DiCaprio said, hey, let's put that in the movie, which they did. And Black Skinhead was in the trailer for Wolf of Wall Street. So it all ties together, Ricardo. Yeah, um, 
I have uh, two theories about why Rouge and Los Ingobernables use this song. First is maybe they love The Wolf of Wall Street, that's a 2013 movie. And the second is that uh, Rouge and Los Ingobernables saw themselves as, as Leonardo Di DiCaprio's character in the movie. It's a, a guy called Jordan Belfort. And in case you didn't saw the movie, you know, the, the, the character arc of Belfort is, uh, is very uh, it's fascinating. He starts as this young, naive man that actually wants to be a good person, exactly like Rouge. He was a good guy, he was a technical, just wanted to do the right thing. And then, you know, in the movie, Leonardo DiCaprio becomes rich. He has this encounter with Matthew McConaughey. He wakes up that hunger that Matthew shows him the path to win money. And when he does, he changes. He puts on this mask of greed. He, he becomes successful. And now he's an asshole, because, but, he's an asshole, but he's a successful asshole. And that's the aim of Los Ingobernables, that's Rouge. A man that was trying to be nice, that was trying to be good, a good person in the beginning, but he wasn't getting the success he wanted, and, and the people were turning their backs on him. So now he puts on this tough guy mask, this greedy mask, and it starts getting more and more popular. In this case, just like the Jordan Belfort character, he puts on this greedy mask and he starts getting more, more money, more popularity, and uh, and then his career takes off. So that's that's very very deep, I think. <laughs> yeah, good job, man. Good job. <laughs> well done, well done, <laughs> sir. And I, I like that they included the money chant in there with Black Skinhead because, yeah. much like with whatever, it does in a way I think represent the duality of Rouge and Los Ingobernables, because Los Ingobernables are supposed to be tranquilo, but they also love to brawl, you know? They're supposed to be no pasa nada, don't worry about it, but they're also just wild guys. And with Black Skinhead, you have this pretty amped up, industrial, grab you by the balls kind of song. You know, it's, it's Kanye West, that's kind of what he does. So having this low-key humming in there at the start, with this big hyped up rap song sort of demonstrates in a way the two sides of the group. Uh, does that make sense, Ricardo? Yeah, definitely makes sense. That's a great analysis, Andrew. And uh, you know, the, the thing was, uh, this humming thing was very popular. I don't know if it uh, you remember it, but in my case, you know, at college, everyone was doing it. It was part almost of, of pop culture and it became a huge thing that um, uh, also pushed... Uh, this love towards the Wolf of Wall Street movie. And as I mentioned, I, I think just Rush was a very big fan of the movie and they saw this duality, they saw this, uh, they saw themselves reflected in what was shown in, uh, in the movie. On its own, I mean, Black Skinhead is a very cool song because yeah. Los Ingobernables are a very cool group. And this song with the drumming and the it just sounds cool and badass. And like many Kanye West songs, it's very braggadocio and assertive. Four in the morning and I'm zoning. They say I'm possessed. It's an omen. I've been a menace for the longest, but I ain't finished. I'm devoted. So follow me up because this shit about to go down. I'm doing 500. I'm out of control. Again, it's meant to rile people up and get them amped up and hype up Rouge and Elisa Gobernables as these guys who you want to follow because even though they're bad guys, they're also the best and they're very cool and all that stuff. So I'd say it, it makes for a pretty, you know, pretty good deep song for them, especially since 
the first lines in the song are for my theme song. You know, it's it's perfect in that sense too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great, great tune. Even if you don't understand the lyrics, just listening to the drums, it pumps you up. You know something big is happening, something big is coming. And there's Rush, there's La Sombra, there's La Mascara. All these guys are coming here to, to wake havoc. And, uh, you know, this, this theme, I think, is really, really special because... It, it really pumps you up. It's a fantastic wrestling team. I hope uh, more people could use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will bring up as well, uh, there's a video that people should watch. Yeah. It's Roosh making his entrance at, I believe, the 85th anniversary show for CMLL. And they got this live band to do a cover of Black Skinhead for Roosh's entrance. And there are, you know, these sexy dancers in the <laughs> entrance way in bull masks doing a synchronized dance. And Roosh comes out and he's got the suit on and the, the mask and he feels like a, just a, a proper big star. And the whole presentation is amazing. But there's one moment where the guy is singing the song and Roosh is standing behind him. And Roosh grabs the guy's mic and he screams, No pasa nada! into the mic, which is his catchphrase. But you can still hear the vocals of the song even though the singer isn't singing at the time. So it is plain as day that the guy is lip syncing and the camera got a nice close-up of that. So I don't remember if it made it to Bachamania or not, but it should have because it's it's very funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I've been live to many Rouge matches and I, unfortunately I missed this live performance, but... Whenever Black Skinhead plays live, the, the crowd goes absolutely nuts. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, this this botch was legendary, at least for me. I, I couldn't uh, play it enough times. It was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's on YouTube, so check it out on there. Theme number four for Roosh is one that he used in CMLL, uh, his most recent theme there. Also likely his last theme there for the foreseeable future. It's by Ivan Garcia, and it's called El Corrido del Toro Blanco. No vengo a ganar, no vengo por aplausos. Vengo a humillar quien se ponga a mi paso. Hermanos de vida y hermanos de sangre, juntos formamos los ingobernables. Cuando inicié en mí nadie creía Tuve que tumbar varias jerarquías Todo lo que tengo no me han regalado Sangre y dolor a mí me ha costado Y ladren perros que a mí no me asustan Callarles la boca, eso a mí me gusta Yo soy el presente, yo soy el futuro La pastilla azul Que derrumba Aquí no pasa nada, una dinastía a mí me respalda Soy el más odiado, rudo en extinción Nunca ignorado, soy el más cabrón Tal a Jalisco a mí me vio nacer Y todo México me ve crecer No soy de los buenos, no soy de los malos Mi nombre es Ruz El Toro Blanco so this is definitely a sharp left turn 
from what we've had so far for a couple reasons. Number one is the music. Uh, this is not hip-hop or rock or metal. It's your traditional Latin music with the acoustic guitar and the horns and the all-Spanish lyrics. Very much sounds like a throwback in that sense. The other big difference is the subject matter because this song is not a mainstream song that's about you know being a badass or being sexy or whatever. The song is about Rouge. It's all about him and his character and stable and family and all that stuff. It's a song that was composed specifically as a wrestling theme for this wrestler, Rouge. So it makes it pretty unique in that sense there, Ricardo. Yeah, and it's very important to know. This is called El Corrido del Toro Blanco. A corrido is like a very Mexican thing. It's a traditional, popular song that tells a story. It usually has some political or social undertones, but uh, they are used to pay tribute to someone or some place. And uh, many years ago, you know, before radio, before TV, the corridos, they were used as an information outlet because they are very easy to pass along, they are easy to memorize, and uh, for that reason, corridos are a very important thing in, in the history of Mexico. You know, these easy, nice, catchy songs about someone, you know, about telling a story. And in this case, you know, Ivan Garcia, that's the name of the composer, he's telling us the story of Rouge through these lyrics, and uh, it's very... Um, a very traditional song. Uh, I am not a fan of mariachi, banda, or corridos, or anything, but I think this is awesome. And it just if you want to look it up, uh, Ivan Garcia, he also has corridos for LA Park and uh, Pentagon Jr. They're, they're on, on YouTube. Yeah, I owe you a big thank you, because I could not find any lyrics for this online, and transcribing Spanish lyrics are a bit trickier for me than English lyrics. <laughs> but, uh, Ricardo, you were kind enough to transcribe and translate them for me so again big thank you to you no for doing that and yeah you're right this song is the story of Roosh and it's told from his perspective I'm not here to win or earn your applause I'm here to humiliate whoever stands in my way everything I do I have earned blood and pain it has cost me keep barking dogs you don't scare me shutting your mouth is what I enjoy I am the present I am the future. So it has all of that basic heel character work in there, but it also has specifics as well. Referencing Los Ingobernables, referencing La Dinastia, the dynasty of his father and his brothers, who were also wrestlers. I was born in Tala Jalisco, and all of Mexico shall watch me grow. My name is Rush El Toro Blanco. No pasa nada. Soy el más odiado. It's got his name, his nicknames, his family, you know, his hometown, his catchphrases. It really is the perfect Rouge theme song because it's all about him and it fits his voice so well. Yeah, as I mentioned, this is what a corrido is for. You know, if you if you show this to anybody that doesn't know who Rouge is, he immediately understands it because this little, what, a three, five minute song, it has everything. Where Rouge came from, what his gimmick is, what his plans are, what's his kind of attitude. It has a little bit of everything. And even then, it has a reference to, to his most hated man uh, in CMLL gimmick, which is, which is a plus. So, yeah, this is absolutely perfect. But he never used it very much as a theme song. When I listened to it, it was after a victory. I remember at an anniversary show, 
when he defeated Volador and Matt Taven and uh, earned the, their hairs, they played this song as, as a victory anthem, you know, so that's very, very important. Yeah, and in my research of the Corridos, there is that romantic feeling to it as well. Yeah. And it does have this folktale aspect to it. Uh, some of the lines here definitely make it out to be this romantic rags-to-riches story. Alongside my father, I started an adventure, and I'm not exaggerating, we had a difficult time. Sometimes I could only eat tomatoes. Now I dine at elegant places. My father always taught me to stand out. With his discipline, I became better. Each sacrifice has its rewards, and now there's always bread on my table. Which is a very nice story, of course, to see Roosh go from being this lower-card guy to being this megastar in CMLL in Mexico. But at the same time, it's Roosh, you know? He's a bad guy. He's a major asshole. So I like how it puts a little twist there on the folk hero's tale by making it into a sort of folk villain's tale, Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, I think you said it perfectly. This might be the best theme song of the list just because it speaks... Of course, it was made specifically for Rush, but it really speaks about everything El Toro Blanco means, everything Los Ingobernables means. Uh, and that is why I, I I hope everybody can listen to this. And if you know Spanish, you are probably going to love this as much as I do. I wish more theme songs were like this because they they really help you understand what the deal is all about, a luchador. Mm-hmm, right. All right, so the final theme of the episode here is the one that Rouge has been using in Ring of Honor. It's from the Audio Active Production Library. It's by Mark Moore, and it's called Multiplicity. So not really much to say about this one. Um, it's fine. It's your standard metal instrumental. Uh, it's got those cool little cinematic strings in the background to give a little bit of flavoring, but besides all that, it's just a pretty generic music library song, and I don't think it really makes Roosh stand out in any way, Ricardo. Yeah, it's, there's not much to say. It's a generic rock theme. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's horrendous. But it's just there, you know, it's like, just grab a rock theme song from the library and put it on this guy. Um, it's kind of disappointing, I, I wish Ring of Honor would invest a little bit more, but you know, it, right now we can't ask too much from Ring of Honor, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe take some of that Matt Taven money and uh, put it towards some good music for Boosh, how about that? Uh, <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I mean, this is the big difference between Lucha and American Wrestling right here. You know, unless you've got really, really, really deep pockets, you can't use a Pitbull song as your theme on a televised show in America. Or a Kanye West song. Um, certainly not the Chris Benoit theme either, that's for damn sure. <laughs> you know, you need an in-house composer. You need a library song like this one. You know, if this was like ROH No 405, then yeah, go ahead. Because at that point, they're just an indie. But it's now 2019. And ROH is a supposedly bigger company, and they're on TV every week, and rights fees are a part of business when you're at that level. Yeah, and this is just another example of what I think is a complete lack of music creativity right now in uh, in, in North American independent wrestling. You know, there's not much going on, uh, just generic theme songs. And, you know, Rush is a victim of, of that right now. Yeah, and I think it's kind of symbolic of Rush's time in ROH, because here's Rush. Here is this megastar in Mexico who has wrestled in front of super hot crowds full of tens of thousands of people, and he's coming out to, you know, these cool songs by Kanye West and Pitbull, and now he's in ROH. Same guy, same attitude, same look, and he's the world champion there, still a top star, but he's wrestling in front of much, much, much smaller crowds in near-empty arenas. And he's coming out to this generic, forgettable metal song. And it just doesn't feel the same as it does in Mexico. It doesn't feel like Rush is in his proper environment. I mean, if ROH were doing big business, and the shows were full and super hot, and Rush had this great, memorable theme song to come out to, then yeah, that'd be one thing. But the reality is, 2019 ROH does not feel big enough for a guy like Roosh to be in. Yeah, it, it really feels like um, very underwhelming to what Roosh really is. You know, he's too charismatic to, coming, to be coming out with such a small, forgettable theme. And uh, as you mentioned, maybe he, he'll start getting better bookings, better opportunities, and the music should prob probably improve with that too. But right now it really feels, feels like this is like um, a subdued theme, a subdued version of Rouge. Even like that, you know, what we see with Rouge in Ring of Honor is nothing compared with what he was in CMLL, what, how crazy he could get in uh, Arena Mexico. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what happens with Roosh in the next year or so. You know, we'll see where he goes from here or what he does. Um, I mean, in Mexico, he's a god there. So he can go to any company he wants, AAA, The Crash, whatever. He'll do big business. He'll be fine. No, no worries about that. As far as America goes, you know, we'll see. Uh, I mean, right now, he's the ROH World Champion, as I said. And as much as we shit on ROH, deservedly, nowadays, that's still a pretty prestigious belt to hold. You know, a lot of big names have been where he's been and held that title. And being the first Mexican-born wrestler to hold that belt is a big deal. I don't know if he's going to stay in ROH when his contract runs out, but I think wherever he goes, he'll be a big star there too. Because that charisma, that energy, that fire, that, that natural star power, that is just, it's undeniable. Um, plus, he's still fairly young too. I mean, he's only like 31 years old, so... You know, good for him for realizing that 
he can leave CMLL and go to other places and make money elsewhere, and he's got plenty of time to do that. There's no rush. Hmm. Oh, come on. Oh, I just got it. Okay. <laughs> took me a second there. It took me a second, I admit, but I got there in okay. the end. So, uh, okay. hey, you got one over on me. There you go. Very clever. Very clever. Good for you. <laughs> All right. So that was our look at the themes of Roosh. Ricardo, thank you again for being here. This was a lot of fun talking to you about Roosh and his themes. And I can now say, too, that I've had on guests who live in Japan, Canada, the UK, China, Ireland, and now Mexico, which is pretty cool. Right on. Thank you, Andrew. I, I had a blast. I think this is one of the coolest podcasts out there. It's a huge honor to be here. I actually tried coming into Voices of Resting to Write first because I, I knew about the page thanks to this podcast, so it's like full circle being here. So thank you, Andrew. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, any plugs you want to give? Go right ahead. Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at the Underwally. If you happen to know Spanish, I also have a podcast called Los Lucha Jovers, and I write about not only wrestling, but also films and music in Polvora Rock. That's uh, polvora.com.mx. But you can also find uh, all of my lucha writing in voicesofwrestling.com. And Music of the Mat is part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Check out all the podcasts on there at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. Sign up for the VOW Discord to chat about Music of the Mat there and other great topics as well. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash donate. Just click on the big donate button underneath the podcast's name and it'll take you right where you need to go. And uh, if you do donate, a big thank you to you as well. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Ricardo, thank you again and I'll see you around. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for this opportunity and keep listening to this awesome, awesome podcast. Amen. Amen. All right. For Ricardo Gallegos, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys. Music of the Mat is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.